Hello, hello, hello. You're welcome to the Startup Lagos Podcast, a podcast dedicated to highlighting the bubbling scene of the growing startup community of the city of Lagos. And I'm your host, Olumide Olainka. And if you'd like to subscribe to the show, join us on SoundCloud, iTunes, RSS, at startuplagos.co. of the rain itself um just to break down the schedule today uh we thank you all first we thank you all for coming today um thank you for your time um we'll be having rdm um come on board to talk about digital marketing itself and we're looking forward to having other sessions shortly after this itself um so we look forward to you having a good time today and we invite on stage the head of RDM, Zubi Emodi. Thank you very much, um, Olimide. Yeah, so good morning, everyone. So my name is Zubi Emodi. I'm the head of um, RDM Nigeria. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so I'm the head of RDM Nigeria. Um, is there no, everyone here aware of RDM? Has anyone heard of RDM before? Okay, so RDM stands for Ringgit Digital Marketing, right? So we're um, a multinational company. We're one of the business units of Ringgit uh, Ringe AG. So Ringgit AG splits in Nigeria into Pulse and RDM. So RDM is responsible for the digital marketing, uh, the digital marketing agency um, arm of Ringgit. So what, what we're responsible for is pretty much creating awareness for brands. So we work with the likes of um, Now Now, Nestle, um, British Council, um, Nigerian breweries and the host of a lot of other companies. So I'm here today with Debo, who's the head of RDM Academy. Uh, give us a wave. That's Debo over there. And we've also got um, Shola Dipo, um, sorry, Share Dipo Adebule, who's the head of online marketing for RDM Africa. So she's over there as well. So they'll be assisting me to talk through uh, digital marketing. All right. So why are we here? So we're here to learn 10 things every business should know about digital. So 10 things you should do online things you should do to increase awareness for your brand and best practices. Okay, so before we get into that, um, I'll just speak a little bit more um, about Ringgear. So Ringgear, as I mentioned, is um, split into, obviously, Pulse, RDM Africa, and also Rome. Rome is a, a partnership of Ringgear and One Africa Media. So that's broken down into Jobberman, uh, Pigami, um, private property, and a host of other properties across um, Africa. Right. Okay, so... In addition to just digital marketing, we do a suite of other things, all, um, all together, helping towards increasing awareness and also increasing the brand equity of different businesses, right? So I'll start from RDM's strategy. So this is um, pretty much the strategy sessions that we, we do with clients. So a client comes to us and they tell us what the objectives are. So we work in-house to basically create like a holistic plan, bringing in both online and also offline um, marketing. So both digital and traditional marketing to achieve the client's objectives. So going on to the ad networks, ad network is um, association with um, the likes of the well-trafficked blogs like Linda KG, Bella Ninja, all geared towards, like I said, um, helping to increase awareness for some of our brands. Okay, um, RDM influencers, so that's a community of influencers that we've got close partnerships with. So the likes of maybe Chewy Chew um, and a, a host of other very popular people. So partner network, as 
generally um, partnerships with biz different businesses. So for instance, if you're a creative agency and you'd like to work with us to help um, achieve some of our clients' objectives, like maybe creating uh, 3D animations, creating games to um, basically maybe use on Nestle's website, for instance. So um, RDM Partner Network is where we then interface with other agencies to help achieve the common goal. Cloud services is essentially um, our cloud hosting packages and a suite of services aimed towards SMEs to help them grow. RDM Stock is an African um, platform. So um, essentially Af um, Africa's first um, traditional um, stock photography platform. So essentially everything that's on there is geared towards being an Afri as Africanized and localized as possible. I don't know if you guys have heard of iStock Photo or Shutterstock or any of those platforms. So essentially RDM Stock is an African version of that. So you go there and you see you know, Africans, you see um, pave, paving stones, you see things that are um, that are specific to Africa as opposed to extremely generic photography. We also have Ringgit. So Ringgit is guest registration platform. Um, I don't know if Mickey's here, so he's going to be fantastic. So he's going to be um, going around with a tablet that has Ringgit installed on it. So we'll be collecting people's details. So off the back of that, we'll, 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 be, we'll be sending you some information, possibly um, some slide decks of this afterwards and uh, some information about RDM Academy. Now, finally, RDM Academy. So this is where we actually train people that want to learn a little bit more about digital marketing. So not just necessarily um, people that are trying to go into digital marketing, but we also work with businesses so we can interface with them properly. So in a lot of cases, we have um, us as an agency working with maybe a multinational, but they may not necessarily know a lot about digital marketing. So what we do is that we work, we partner with those people to train um, the people that we will be interfacing with within the company so they understand a lot of the terminologies and a lot of the lingo that we use. So that's uh, very, very useful. Uh, apart from that, there's a whole suite of um, services that RDM provides. So we do everything from the 360 digital so solutions to digital transformation, website and application development, search engine optimization, display advertising. So a lot of this stuff might sound like gibberish, but eventually later on down the course, hopefully you understand every single thing here. So search engine marketing, Search, uh, sorry, social media management, email and newsletter, um, SMS management, and also video production. All these done in-house from within our office uh, space in Lecky. Okay, so, so this is an A to Z of our clients. It's not quite A to Z because we've got two Bs and actually three Bs. But this is essentially some of our clients. So um, it's ranging from Dangote, Ace, which is a Nigerian breweries brand, MTV Base, Nestle, um, Star, and Zenith Bank. Okay, so I'm ending this on this particular slide. So um, we're thinking about taking this off because it looked a bit goofy, but I decided to leave it in there because it pretty much explains what social media is and the way we should approach social media, right? So we're all perfectly aware of the fact that the attention span of a regular human being, especially nowadays, is very, very short and is reducing drastically. So the whole essence of a good social media presence is to essentially make sure that you're capturing the engagement, capturing the attention of your target audience for as long as possible and getting them to perform an action. So that's essentially what the basis of what digital marketing is. It's not just shooting out a bunch of really cool things and making people laugh. It's about getting people to perform an action. So working closely with brands, we try to figure out what their objectives are. And with our suite of um, services and our in-house expertise, we all, um, we all put that together to help achieve that common goal. So uh, I think we'll have um, share that's going to come up now and take over from here. So these are all practitioners, and uh, you're in very, very good hands. So I'll hand it over there. Thank you very much.
good morning, everyone. It's a bit of a high stage, so I'll try and stay on the corner so I don't sort of venture out and fall over. Uh, my name is Shea, and as you'll be introduced, I work in um, online marketing at RDM Africa. Um, today, I'll be taking you through the different digital marketing channels that we have. Um, we don't have a lot of time today, so I'm going to talk through these things a little bit quickly. But please feel free, you know, at the end of the session, you will have um, an opportunity to ask questions and, you know, things like that. So please, if you feel that anything is over your head, just note it down. And at the end of the session, you'll be able to ask questions. So the digital marketing channels. Okay, the slide before said our attention span is like that of a goldfish. Um, just for today, please, I want your attention span to just increase a little bit, please. A goldfish... At I think it's about nine seconds. If it's only nine seconds you have for me today, then <laughs> you might as well say bye now. So please just expand your attention span a bit, okay? And just you know, follow me today. So I'm going to be talking about SEO, PPC, website development, social media marketing, mobile marketing, content marketing, retargeting, and also email marketing. Now, SEO and PPC are popularly known as search engine marketing. A lot of the time, we confuse um, search engine marketing with search engine optimization. And the difference is just that search engine marketing is all-encompassing. It includes SEO, which is search engine optimization, and PPC, pay-per-click, which is paid search. So that's the difference. So just in case you were wondering if they were the same thing, they're sort of not. So um, I'm going to talk about SEO first, search engine optimization. I'm sure it's something a lot of us have heard over and over again, search engine optimization. But really, what does it mean, and how do we really you know, implement these things? Now, it's a bit technical. It's something that your developers help you do. But there's a lot of background work and research that goes into search engine optimization. And it's just the process of ranking on a search engine like Google organically. So when people search for certain keywords that are relevant to your business, you rank maybe on the first page. Now, how many of us, when we search for something on Google, go beyond page one? Okay, so in a room of about, let's say 50 people, only about 10. So that seems like a small percentage, which is why a lot of people spend, you know, time on search engine optimization so that when they search for, when people search for things that are related to them, there's a possibility or the chance that, you know, they'll be able to click on them. Some people go beyond page one, page two, most of the time when you're looking for something that, you know, is really important and you haven't been able to find. So how do we then go about search engine optimization? This happens sort of on the back end of your website. And the first process in this is sort of keyword analysis. So what are the things that people who require my services, are? Um, what are they searching for? How are they finding people who offer the same services that I offer? And there's so many tools available out there that you can use to do keyword search and keyword analysis. Google, everybody knows, is a free one. And you can always just log into Google, um, Google AdWords and go into the Keyword Planner tool and do a research and see um, the volume over um, a certain period of time for your website or for your particular service or industry. And then what then happens is these keywords are creatively incorporated into your website, into your social media platforms in a way that when people search, Google can then recognize that, okay, this person has this important information and then you start to rank high. Now, people say, okay, but I've put all these keywords on my website, but when they search for me, I'm not on page one. It's a long process. SEO, we say, it takes about three to six months for it to actually start to see yourself on the first page. But don't worry, you usually for SEO, you get um, 
weekly, monthly updates, and you can see that you start to move from page maybe 200 to page 100 to page 20, and you know, eventually, once you continue, and once you continue with your efforts, you then move on, hopefully, to page one. But really, it's not only about just taking the keywords and then maybe every third word on your website is, for example, maybe you're a credit card company. So every 10 words you put credit card, you buy credit card, and then when you credit card, no. Google recognizes that as gibberish and you're not going to rank. So it has to be done in a certain way. And you know, there are people who can help you do this. Mostly your developers or whoever helped you build your, build, um, your website to be able to do this for you. And it's, let's not go too technical in here, but the first thing you need to do and what is important for you is identify your business, identify the keywords that are associated with your business. That's the starting point. Once you're aware of that, you can then engage with somebody that can help you to take it to the next level. Okay? So moving on quickly is um, PPC. Now, PPC is um, pay-per-click and it's paid search. So what happens is in the process of, you know, um, improving your search engine optimization, you start to run campaigns on search engines like Google, like Bing, so that even though you're still on page 200, when people search for your keyword, you show up somewhere on top. And those are the advertisements that show up on Google. I'm sure most of us have seen them. Sometimes they're on top. A while ago, they used to be on the right-hand side, but they're not there anymore. So most of the time, they're on top or at the bottom. How many people click on ads here? When they search? Nobody? Not, not really. You do? OK, thank you, sir. OK, so many people say, OK, we don't. But from our work, we see that a lot of people actually do click on search. People who are really, really looking for these services actually click on search advertisements. So this is just a way to reach your audience while you're still working on your search engine optimization. And it's usually very effective because if I'm looking for a certain keyword, most likely I will click because you have that service that I'm offering. OK? Um, OK, so quickly, we'll move to the website. Obviously, if somebody's looking for you, they have to find you somewhere. If, I, if you run a search ad, it has to go somewhere. If you are doing search engine optimization and people find you on page one, it has to go somewhere. Now, I'm not saying every single business requires a website. No, I'm not saying that. Some businesses might just you know, need a social media page. It could be Instagram. It could be Facebook. Depending on where you are on your journey or depending on the people who you're trying to reach. But at the same time, social media also plays an important role in search engine optimization as well. So when people are searching, it could be your Instagram page that comes up or your Facebook page. So what we're saying about the website is just a place where you consolidate all your information, where people can find more information about you. And it's also, once, if you do decide to have a website, please make sure your website is up to date and it makes sense. You don't want people to come to your website. You say you're somebody who is making shoes and they get to your website and the first thing they see is maybe a lovely laptop that has three bubbles coming out of it. And obviously, nobody's going to stay. They're going to be like, oh, I came to the wrong website. But imagine if you were selling shoes and they got to your website and the first thing there is a lovely you know, leather shoe or maybe a pair of loafers. Then the person knows, okay, I'm in the right place. And then they decide to go further. So when you are creating these things, it's also very important that you think about the people that you're trying to reach and to think about the message that you're trying to pass on to them. It's very important in digital marketing. Like we said, people's um, attention span is very short. So you need to catch them immediately. You don't want to be selling shoes and then the first thing on your website is maybe a bracelet. No, you don't want to do that. So catch them while they're still interested and searching for you. Now, social media marketing. Um, 
I'm aware and I'm sure that a lot of you and a lot of us here have already used social media, you know, in a certain way to maybe display or advertise our goods and services, you know, and things like that and speak to people. And I'm sure some of us have even tried our hands out at running ads via social media as well. So social media marketing really is just the process of using social media to sell your services or your goods or your products to people. Now, um, I think a lot of the time, the mistake some of us make is that we feel that we have to be on every single platform. You maybe possibly your target audience is only on Instagram for now, but because you know there's Instagram, because you know there's Facebook, because you know there's Google+, because you found a free website tool somewhere, you decide to be everywhere. But then you only have enough content to post maybe once, once a month. So you post this content today on Facebook, you post it tomorrow on Instagram, you put it the day after on your website, two days later you just maybe change the image, put the first sentence under, put this first one on top, then you go back and post the same thing. Come on. You're not, you're not you're selling to human beings. People notice these things. After a while, you just see that people, I'm like, this person doesn't have anything to say. There's no value being added to me, and they just leave. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is with social media marketing, you don't have to be everywhere at once. Study your target audience. Think about the people that you want to reach. Ask questions. Discover what they're doing, where they are, and focus on those platforms. Put your energy into those platforms. What do they like to see? What do they like to hear? What do they like to read? Focus on that and pass on your message in a way that they want to receive it. So that's the key of social media. And every social media platform has its own sort of speak and the way. So for example, on Twitter, 140 characters. You're not going to start a story on Twitter that you cannot finish and then you say, come back next week for the end. No. If you want to do something that is long, you can do a post on Facebook, maybe a how-to. If it's on Instagram, you can do carousel ads. Maybe you're showing them the process of your of how to make your shoes or how you, where you get your leather from. So, you know, different things. Just make sure that whatever platform you choose or whatever, you know, channel you decide to market your products on, it speaks well, you know, to the people that you're speaking to and it's also in line with the speak of the platform itself. Is everybody still with me? Are we sure? Show of hands, please. Okay, it's a bit cold, so... I'm just hoping nobody's falling asleep. I'm a bit cold up here too, so it's keeping me awake. So I'm, that's why I'm moving around. I'm trying to warm myself up. Right, okay, mobile marketing. Can anybody help me out here? Mobile marketing. I want us to talk a bit. Mobile marketing. Ah. Anyone? No takers? No takers? Okay, fine. I guess I have to do this all by myself. Okay, mobile marketing. It's the process of um, marketing via what mobile devices. So mobile marketing is divided into so, so many different sort of aspects. So for some people, when you say mobile marketing to them, the first thing that comes up to their mind is SMS or text messages. For some people, the first thing that comes into their mind is possibly Instagram. For some people, the first thing that comes into their mind is display advertising that is available on mobile devices. But mobile marketing is, you know, is a lot, is more, is broader than this. And it's more, it's highly targeted. It's different from, you know, your regular display advertising because there are, so, there are some certain things that you can get with mobile advertising that you cannot get with normal display advertising. And I'll give you an example. For mobile advertising, um, for example, on, on Google, 
you can target people based on their current location. So everybody, I'm sure everybody has a mobile device that they go around with. So for example, I own a coffee shop or I own a pastry shop and I have a certain offer that is available only between the hours of 12 and 2 on a certain day. Mobile advertising gives you the power to actually target people within maybe a mile of your coffee shop and send this offer directly to their mobile phones. So you can push this offer directly to them. So anybody that is receiving your offer can get to your you know, coffee or pastry shop in you know, this amount of time. What does that do? It just helps you to reach people who are relevant to you, people who are more relevant. Imagine if I had that same offer on, and I was doing that on desktop advertising. I could be sending it to somebody in Aja, and my coffee shop is in maybe Lekki. I mean, if my offer is only from 12 to 2, before the person gets from Lekki to Aja, and then maybe in your targeting, you just put you know, the Lekki area. I mean, you can go detailed you know, with Facebook. You can drop pins. But sometimes, when you drop your pins and you put a radius, it can actually be quite large. So mobile marketing allows you to actually target people based on their geolocation at a particular point in time. So what desk, um, desktop does is maybe the person's last location, if, for example, their device is not on. But for a mobile device that is on, it targets them right there and right then. And right now, most people are doing most of their stuff on their mobile devices. Even when you run Google Ads right now, and you see the distribution of desktop and mobile, most of the time, mobile has 75% of the impressions and also the clicks as well. So really, we're moving away from you know, desktop and moving to serving ads to people on the go while they're working, while they're chatting with their friends, while they're doing things that they want to do. Another great thing with mobile marketing is native ads. And what native ads are, you can be playing a game or you can be in your email, and these ads are served to you, but it doesn't disrupt your experience of whatever it is that you're doing at that particular point in time. So it just looks like a part of your email or a part of the game. So it doesn't register to you that much as an ad. Oh, you just something, oh, okay. It looks like part of the game, and then you go on. Even though you may not have clicked on it at that time, you would not see it as an intrusion. You would see it as something that is welcome. And that message most likely would have been passed to you at that particular point in time. There are so many other things we, um, we can do with mobile marketing now. There are the push um, notifications, USSD codes. There's you know, um, automatic voice recognition, you know, those annoying calls from Airtel, Glow, MTN, yes. That's part of mobile marketing. I don't know <laughs> that anybody listens to them <laughs> right now, but maybe sometime in the future, you know, brands will be using this to reach their target audience. So um, that's that for mobile marketing. The next thing is content marketing. And content marketing is very important, and it is really key across all the different channels that we have. Thank you. 
shot. And you know, once you see that video, once the video is engaging, you share it with your friends. And all that is content. Really, what we're doing in the digital space is sharing content, content that is relevant, content that is interesting, content that is helpful, content that we want to, you know, for services, for it could not even only services, it could be information, it could be trainings. Everything is content. So think about it. When you're speaking to your target audience, when you're speaking to your consumers, you need to speak to them in a language that they will understand. So you need to invest time, a lot of time, in content marketing. If you know that you're not that great with content, please speak to a friend, speak to somebody, pay for it. At the end of the day, trust me, it will pay off because really, content is king. And content is what every single person is looking for in the digital space. If your content is not engaging, people are not going to engage with you. They'll just slide over and then go on to somebody else that gives content that is fresh, that is exciting, that is engaging, that is new all the time. And please, don't be scared to copy. Copying is not bad as long as you copyright. So you don't plagiarize, you don't copy and paste. You copy, you edit, you make it look nicer, give it some curves, put some makeup on it, and then you put it on there. So by the time you place it on your own platform, it's different. Nobody even recognizes it anymore. Really, content is refined, is regenerated. Yes, new things are coming up, but really what we're doing is refining what people have already done and just representing it in a way that is more appealing. So please feel free to copy, but copy with sense. So if you go and copy and paste, that's not what I said, though. Don't say, oh, at the train, you know, at the... Lagos Startup Week, they said, you know, just copy and paste, and this person is doing exactly what I'm doing. They'll catch you. They'll just say, uh-uh, until we saw this last week on this person's page. But if you copy, write, you know, take some ideas from here, take some ideas from there, put it together, and create your own thing. Trust me, it's, you, as you, you know, as you start to do things, as you start to do that, you, you start to build your own sort of niche and get your own content yourself and start to be creative in your own way. Um, let me skip retargeting a bit and go to um, email marketing. I'll come back to um, retargeting. So email marketing. Um, funny enough, email marketing right now has one of the highest, excuse me, one of the highest conversion rates across all the digital marketing channels. I know that might be sort of um, new or interesting to you, but email marketing, when it's done right, is super, super effective. But really, what exactly is the bane of email marketing? What is the, like we say, what is the cocoa of email marketing? It's content. Like we said, content is king. If your email headline is catchy enough, if it is engaging enough, people will just click and say, okay, what exactly do they have to say? And if it is relevant to you, you will click on it. Now, people have gone away from email marketing that is just a long email and then at the button it says sign up. No. Right now, email marketing has emails that come into you, your, your inbox. It has videos. It has images. It has, you know, links to other helpful things. So email marketing is no longer about just somebody selling a service to you. It's somebody, you know, adding value to you so that once you click on that email, once you click on that information, then, you know, you've added value to that individual. So if you're someone that loves to write somebody that loves to reach out to people or somebody who knows how to sort of creatively coin things in a way that people find engaging or accepting try your hands out at email marketing you never know but just don't make it the content or the copy add some videos to it add some images to it refine your target audience if it's people you've been speaking to before you know send them email there's an there's somebody who sends me emails and the tagline is your best email friends 
Now, the information, the information that he sends is possibly sometimes personal information about himself and his family, sometimes information about his journey, you know, maybe into a new place. Sometimes it's just information about food. But because the way it is presented is engaging, it's funny, it's catchy, I always look forward to the emails. And you know the funny thing? Sometimes when I decide to reply, he actually responds. Imagine if you see an email that really touches you and you respond to that email and you get a response back. Trust me, you feel at least special that, okay, this person must have sent this email to a lot of people. I took time to say I enjoy, you know, reading your emails and the person actually responded. So it's also important that when you put, you know, content out there and people respond to your content and appreciate your content, Respond to them. It's a conversation. People don't just want you to push information at them. Because if you, if you serve information and they respond to you and you don't say anything back, it seems like you're just pushing information and you don't really care about what exactly they feel about it or about them. You just want to sell your services. That's not the way digital works. It's very interactive. So once you communicate with somebody and the person responds, please feel free to just say, oh, even if it's just thank you for your response, you made my day. Oh, I agree with you. Just do that. It's very, very important, especially on social media as well. We always say aim to respond to all your inquiries at least within 24 hours after you've received them. You go to some people's Facebook and Instagram pages and you see comments asking maybe how much is this or do you deliver to Lagos like two weeks ago until now nobody has answered. And then you come and say, ah, I've tried Instagram. Nobody has bought anything. I've tried Facebook. How is it working? It cannot work. Because people are coming back to ask you about more information about your business, and you're not there. It's real time. And if you're not there, trust me, somebody else with the same service will respond to them, and you've lost the customer. So please, it's very important. Once you decide to start to do this thing, put your all into it. Put your best into it. Put your best foot forward. And trust me, you will succeed. Now, retargeting. Now, retargeting is a very interesting part of digital marketing. And it's just something like, for example, I come to you today, and I say, I'm selling bicycles. You're like, okay, I'm interested in bicycles, but right now I don't need a bicycle. But you're saying, okay, maybe you looked at it, maybe you spent some time on it, you went to my website, and I thought, okay, this person is interested, maybe he doesn't have the money now. Now, what retargeting gives you the power to do is maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months down the line, you serve the same offering to the same person in another way, or maybe even on the same platform, but at a later time, when perhaps that person is ready to take an action or to be more receptive to your information. So now, for retargeting to work, it means that you need to have the information of the people that you're reaching out to already. Which is why, in digital marketing, as we always say, data is very important. There's no point engaging with people and um, taking all this time to create content, taking all this time to understand your consumer, and then once they make that first contact with you, they are gone forever. No. That's why we do things like, you know, a holistic marketing plan. If it's, for example, somebody comes to you on Instagram, you respond to the person, oh, can I have your email address so that I can send you offers? And as time goes, you start to build a list of your, you know, consumers, those who have bought from you, and those who are even just interested in your services. Okay? And then at a particular time, you can then send these people offers. Or maybe people that didn't take any action on your website after they clicked through. They just clicked through, so it means they were interested. But for some reason, they didn't take an action. So if you have an offer or if you have a follow-on offering for these people, you can actually retarget them through digital marketing. So the people who have come in contact with you before, you go back to them and then you retarget them. Now, these campaigns just help 
you know, people who were undecided before to make up their mind. It helps you to sort of understand what your consumers are doing and what exactly, you know, they need at a particular point in time. So like we said, digital marketing is a holistic thing, but by all means, you don't have to try, you know, everything at the same time. Pick the one that works for you at a particular point in time. Possibly as you grow, you may need to add on more channels and, you know, spread your tentacles. But it's not important really from the start to be on every platform. But whatever platform, please, that you decide to be on, make the most of it. Make the most of it. Put your best foot forward. And trust me, I know that you will succeed at it. Now, I've gone through all the channels. Well, most of the channels. There are many more channels, but yeah. Most of the channels that are important to us now. So I just want to go through 10 things every business should do with digital. So whether you're a big business, whether you're a small business, whether you're a startup, whether you're a one-man business, whether you're maybe a partnership, 10 things you need to do. I only go through some of them, and my colleague David will go through the rest of them. So the very first and most important thing with digital marketing, and it's something that a lot of us forget to do. We just wake up in the morning, ah, I want to start selling clothes. And then you go on Instagram and put all your clothes on Instagram, put all the prices, and then you sit back. What is your goal? What is your objective? Do you want to sell the clothes? Do you want to be known as a fashion designer? Do you want to be known as a jikani shop? Do you know what a jikani shop is? Somebody that carries their wares and hair around. You just call, oh, I need a dress. Like 20 minutes, she's at your doorstep. That's a jikani shop. So what do you want to be known for? What exactly are your goals? Why am I going digital? What do I need to do? And these are just some goals, you know, to help us to see what exactly it is on where we are in the, you know, funnel. So, for example, possibly you're a new brand. You've just come into the market or nobody knows about you. You've just started making shoes. All you want is awareness. I want people to know about me. I want people to know that I make shoes. Right now, you're not looking to sell 20,000 pairs of shoes. You're not looking to know. I just want people to know me. That's the stage of awareness. Now, the strategy that you will use for awareness is not the same strategy you will use to sell 5,000 pairs of shoes. But please, bear in mind, you cannot wake up today and start making shoes today and decide to sell 5,000 pairs of shoes tomorrow. You have to start from somewhere. First of all, if it's word of mouth, it's still awareness, please tell your friend, though. I started making shoes. Tell your brother to tell her sister to tell. That's awareness. So that's the first step, you know, for every, for most, you know, brands, for most businesses on digital marketing. Awareness. I just want people to know that I'm around. I want people to know that I offer these services. I want people to know that I can do these things. Now, another thing is engagement. It might be that you're an aspiring content developer, an aspiring writer, and you have and um, content that you feel is really good, and you want people to actually engage with your content. You want to, okay, you've, you've written, all your family members are saying, oh, you're so fantastic, you should, you know, take this out there, write for people, but you're not sure, and then you're like, okay, let me try my hand at this thing. So you then decide to say, okay, let me help some people out with their digital marketing. You're selling Shuzabi, you're selling bags, you build websites, let me write some content for you. And then you write some content for your friends, and then you see how, people engage with the content that you've written. And the great thing about it is, is you can A-B test. Do, we know, do you know what A-B testing is? Write two different contents for exactly the same image, put it out there and see how people respond to it. 
you might have thought, oh, A would have performed better, but then when you put it on the platform, B is performing wonderfully. And then you're like, oh, okay, so this is what people actually want. And then you change your writing style to those to that particular you know, platform or to that particular service offering. So that's what we, we term as engagement. So if you're in the space where you want people to interact with your brand or interact with you. Now, these examples are not sort of set in stone. There are, so many, there are so many different examples we can have for awareness and engagement. But I just want us to sort of have a picture in our minds you know, so that we can really understand what exactly it is I'm talking about. Now, the next one here is conversion. Now, a conversion can mean so many different things to so many different people. For me, a conversion might just be somebody coming to my website and spending 10 minutes on my website. Maybe I'm a video producer or I'm a photographer, and I feel that if somebody spends 10 minutes on my website, the person has added some value to me. So the person has seen enough of my pictures to know that I'm good. For another person, a conversion might be signing up for my newsletter. For another person, a conversion might be filling out their details on my website. For another person, a conversion can be a sale. Somebody has bought something on my website. So for you, at the start of your digital marketing efforts, you then need to decide for this particular campaign I want to run or for this particular you know, platform I want to go onto. This is my goal. This is what I want to do, and this is what I want to achieve. And those things are what will inform the strategies and the things that you would do you know, to get there. Also, you want, there's um, loyalty. So you already have people who, have, who are aware of you. They engage with your content regularly, and they actually buy. But you realize that you know, these people are not loyal. When they buy from you today, they buy from your competitor tomorrow, they buy from somebody else the next day. So you want to do something, you, know, you want to build loyalty. An example is maybe you can start to do coupons. If you buy two with me, your third will be 50% off. If you come and you know, sign up for my email newsletter today, I'll give you a free training package. Those are the kind of things that build loyalty. So they'll say, okay, I've bought twice. If I go and buy from this person, I'll buy at full price. But if I buy here again, I already have 50% off. That way you can build loyalty and you'll be the first person they'll go to for, any, you know, for that service that you're offering once they require it. And also there's advocacy. Now, advocacy is also very important. So this is when people start to be your word of mouth. So somebody comes up to me and says, I want to build a website. They're like, man, you have to go to RDM. The website they built for me, they even gave me a care package with it. Go to them. Somebody's already advocating for your business. But before somebody can get to an advocate for your business, the service you need to have you know, given them has to have been on point. So service delivery is also important. It's not, it doesn't make sense to just get so many people you know, aware of your business, get so many people engaged, get people to buy, and then maybe your, something gets lost in the post or something is not done right. You're like, please, you, the money you paid is not even enough. How would I? You are losing customers. Imagine if they go somewhere and say, oh, okay, this, you don't like it. Okay, this is what we'll do. We'll do two more templates for you, and then you choose what you want out of the three, and then we can make something that is fantastic for you. Now, it's the same service, but the service delivery was different. Definitely, the second person will start to build advocates. So it's very important when you're doing marketing, digital, even offline, to understand what the goals are, what, the, what, the, you know, what options you have for your marketing goals so that you can start to think of how you want to achieve these goals. You don't want to start a digital marketing strategy you know, in the awareness phase, no, sorry, in the conversion phase, and then all of a sudden you realize that, hang on, nobody even knows me. I'm not even getting any like on any of my posts or nobody's commenting, and I've already jumped all the way to conversion. 
Then you now have to go back and start from the beginning when most likely you've already spent money trying to get conversions. So it's always important before you start, before you go ahead, sit down, take stock, be true with yourself, be real. Don't try to lie and say, you know, I'm all that. If you feel that you cannot be true to yourself, ask somebody, somebody that is a good friend and say, guy, really, how, how is my service? How is, is it really? And if the person you know is a true friend, the person you tell, guy, you get work to do, the person will say, uh-uh, go ahead. What do you mean? I'll vouch for you any day. So you need to sit down, take stock, so you can decide where it is you are in this funnel. There are so many people who their awareness and engagement is very, very fantastic. So many people know them. So many people are engaging with them. But for some reason, they're having issues with conversion. Then they will need to sit down. Maybe all their strategy has been focused on awareness and engagement. How do I start to convert these people who are in this stage you know, to paying customers in the conversion stage? So it's very important for that. So these are the goals that are available for us. My time is far, far spent. But very quickly, I want to talk to us um, about analytics. It's very important, and this is like the sweetest part of digital marketing. Analytics helps you to know what is working and what is not. So it's not as if you set up everything, and then you go and sleep, and then when you've spent like maybe $200, you wake up and say, hi, not one customer, not one, everything has gone down the drain, no. Analytics helps you that you can start today, maybe leave it for 24 hours, maybe your budget is small, you're spending like $2.50 every day because you only have $10 for the month. $2.50, you go back, you see it, you see, ah, I'm A-B testing, this one is just wasting my money, what do you do? You go back, cross out the one that is not doing anything, then you start again, okay, this one seems to be working, oh, fantastic. Go on another platform, see what's working, oh, okay, People are coming on my website, but for some reason, once they get to this payment page, they are not paying. Is it that my payment page is not loading? You go back, you tell your developer, there's something wrong with this page. People are not buying. They want to buy, but I think it's not working properly. Then they go and say, oh, maybe there was an issue with your payment integration, and then you can fix it. So what analytics helps you do is, tells you every step of the way what is working and what isn't, so that you can go back into your campaigns into your strategy, into everything, and tweak it to make sure that it works. So for digital, it's not let's sit down and see if it works. No, it's let's continue to tweak, let's continue to change, and let's continue until we get it right. So if you go to somebody and they say, you know, let's see how it will perform for one month after we have spent $500, then we can come back, run, run very fast. Because that person wants to waste your money. But if you go somewhere and they say, you know, let's let it run for about two days. After two days, I'll give you an update. I'll let you know what is working and what is not. Then you can start to relax a bit. And then in two days, they come and say, okay, well, the creatives you gave us, you know, the one for this campaign is working okay. But we've realized that even though this one is getting more clicks, this one is actually giving you more conversions. And you're like, ah, and the sales that I'm looking for, you're like, please stop that one. Put all the money into the ones that is giving me all the sales. So this is what analytics helps you do. And the great thing about it is there are so many free analytics tools. Facebook has its own. Twitter has its own. Um, Instagram is on Facebook as well. Simply Measured, Hootsuite, all these things. They have free packages, but they also have paid packages. But right now, I don't believe you need to go into the paid package unless you have like so much advertising spend that you want to go into. But right now, Google Analytics, it will give you everything once you can integrate everything together and set everything up in the way that. And the guides are so, so helpful. If you're having issues with anything, go into the guides and, you know, you can sort it out there. So, please, once you start your digital marketing, set your goals and please, by all means, measure as you go along. 
Thank you very much. I'd like to invite Debo now to come and speak. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned to our next episode. Subscribe to us at Startup Lagos on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Visit us at www.startuplagos.co.